Oh, good morning. It's been a while since I've used this, and I need to stop saying that whenever I use Anchor again. But it has been a little while. And the reason why I started this new channel, Behind Climactic, is to do these kind of periodic, whenever the mood strikes, kind of off-the-cuff episodes, either about an episode of Climactic that just came out, the process of making it, but also just for ideas and things that maybe could make for good episodes, or at least are... Uh, Our thoughts are quite strong on my mind, and I just want to get them out there. So, last night I was thinking a lot about the film 2040 by Damon, Damon, Damien? Damon or Damien? Demio. who's an Australian documentarian, and it's got this film out, coming out in May, later this month, called 2040. And I thought about, you know, what would a a podcast series about 2040 look like? Let me just see if it's going to stop at one minute. Oh, yeah, it's going to keep going. All right. So I just thought about, yeah, a 2040-themed podcast, looking at solutions and how do we actually solve the climate crisis. And I just thought the the title for this show could be, you know, uh, Climate Solutions 2040. And I thought, ah, that's kind of similar to Blade Runner 2049. And I thought that Blade Runner 2049, that was a bit of a sleeper. Like, I think it did well when it was released. You know, people went and saw it in cinemas, but it's not uh, exactly talked about a lot at the moment, contemporarily. I'm not sure how much of an impact it made on society at the time it was out. But I think sci-fi, especially a movie like Blade Runner, is one of these kind of sleeper hits that will circle around later when we realize that, oh, this is actually asking interesting questions. Like, when you have a movie like that that's set in the future, it it asks of the audience a level of imagination and speculation that is, I'm not sure if it's inherently, kind of like instinctively, instinctually rare in us, like as a a species, as an animal, that ability to, to look ahead and imagine ourselves in sort of unfamiliar situations, like, and how we would react to that, um, but definitely it's something that that sci-fi lovers enjoy doing and have an ability to do. And I was just thinking, especially in contrast of say the movie Blade Runner with a Jurassic Park. Um, I had a lot of thoughts about this, and I'll I'll tell you them in just a second. But it was funny that I woke up this morning, opened my podcast app as I do every morning, and a new episode of Nori, <coughs> excuse me, of Nori reversing climate change was out. And it's an interview with the, the founder, the well, the director, his dad was the founder of Pleistocene, Pleistocene, the, you know, the geological age, the Pleistocene rather than Jurassic or Cretaceous, Pleistocene Park in Siberia. And an interview with, with him, with the son of the founder, and also a geneticist from Harvard Medical School. And all about reviving some, or oh, de-extincting the genes of woolly mammoths and creating Asian elephant mammoth hybrids capable of still existing in that tundra, that northern Siberian Arctic landscape, and how we really do need those megafauna back in that landscape to protect it from climate change, uh, especially from the thawing of the permafrost, which would be a gigantic carbon bomb, which would create Blade Runner 2049-like situations with uh, atmospheric rivers dumping rain onto L.A. constantly. 
the reason why I last night, before even listening to this interview, was thinking a lot about Jurassic Park and how the the use of science in blockbusters, because I couldn't think of what genre to put Jurassic Park in. It's definitely, I mean, like the, the novel could have been clumped in as sci-fi, but it's not forward-looking. It's, it's less speculative. It's more, especially with Michael Crichton and his 2004 book, State of Fear, which I, I've just heard a lot about and need to go back and read about. It was him fictionalizing what if climate change is all a big hoax by world climate scientists in an attempt to seize power. And then Michael Crichton, the author of said fiction book and author of, among other things, Jurassic Park, was invited into the White House by then President George W. Bush as an expert on climate change. Uh, the way in Jurassic Park, science is used as as a deus ex machina, like Science is an external force that, that's forcing humans into unfamiliar situations, whereas in sci-fi, science propels humanity forward and is, it is a product of humanity, and then humanity finds themselves in unfamiliar situations and has to learn how to deal with it. But like Jurassic Park, science is kind of forced upon people, and it's also a, it's, it's simultaneously a romanticization of the past, because, oh, isn't it amazing that you know, this awe and this wonder that we've got this megafauna back here looking at a brontosaurus. Oh my God, this is amazing. It also really puts uh, front and center how great is it to live in the modern world where we are top of the food chain. We are the apex predator. Whereas in Jurassic Park, as soon as the predators are introduced to the T-Rexes and the Velociraptors, you're like, oh, <clears throat> this really, really sucks to be prey. And it really portrayed well that that and it got across that sense of terror at the thought of being the prey of something better adapted better equipped to hunt us than we are to defend ourselves um so it kind of reinforces this idea that oh you know we are we have primacy and we have you know dominion over all the birds and the animals and the land and you know like we are we are apart from and above nature which is just I, I, I don't have the words to express it because that's the entire worldview I grew up in as well. But I'm, I am really starting to see how how messed up that actually is, how how unsustainable it is to live thinking you are distinct and apart from and in no way reliant upon the biosphere you live in. Like, And it's it shows just how much we can change as a, as a species that like we now have, you know, some huge, well, maybe not even it's a huge majority, but you have a critical mass of people believing that all I have to care about is going to my job, earning my paycheck, living in a society that's, that's separate from nature. And that's all I have to care about. Um, you know, we're, we're like a species of broad bean that's only as good as the scaffold you build for it. And if we grow all shonky, well, it's kind of not the bean's fault. It's kind of the scaffold's fault. Anyways, there are, it's a big jumble of thoughts there. But it's um, kind of interesting how we're starting to grapple a lot more with the horrifying reality we're facing. Um, I think, you know, if anything, even on, on dark days where I feel like we're not going to do enough and... Uh, worst case, climate change is is sort of going to happen, and it's going to be in my lifetime, or worse, even worse, 
in my child's lifetime that they see kind of the planet falling apart or our or our biosphere that you know we need to survive uh unru- unravels on spools around us but even on a dark day like that where i feel that's going to happen i i feel like we'll we'll know it and that'll be interesting uh, all right, guys. Hope you enjoyed. If you if you listened, and I'll yeah, I'll start doing this more. Um, I just found myself driving a diesel truck to work today because I'm part of the problem, uh, and I found myself with the opportunity to record this. So wherever you are, whatever you're doing, if you care about this stuff, you are doing something good. You know, um, we can all do more, unless you can't, in which case good and maybe you know take a day off every once in a while to take care of yourself because this is such a huge problem we're facing you know we're facing uh yeah the climate crisis the un report about the six mass extinction is out um yeah we we need we need to be doing everything we can which doesn't mean we can afford anyone burning out we need all of us all right Lots of love to you all. I mean that honestly. If you're out there, if you're working on this, I love you. And have a great day. Bye.